Welcome to The Roles We Are Given, a podcast that critically analyzes queer representation in media. So this is our pilot episode, kind of an introduction to what we're going to be doing in all the episodes, and also an introduction to ourselves. Oh yes, yes. Hello guys. Uh, this is Axel. Hi, I'm Axel. <laughs> and I'm Lily. We are both communication studies mm-hmm. majors at Chapman University. Chapman. Uh, I am a graphic design minor and also an interdisciplinary honors minor. I love it. And I am a music tech minor with a um, also a double minor in um, television production. So. Yeah. And we are both members of the Queer, Queer Trans, Trans People, People of Color, Color Collective, Collective, a.k.a. Cutie Poc. Cutie Poc. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess comparing that to QSA, because probably not a, pe- a lot of people know Cutie mm-hmm. Poc, um, QSA is more... I believe the fun side of being queer and cutie pop is more talking about intersectionality and mm. issues mm-hmm. is what I've gathered that from make, going to both meetings. Yeah, that makes sense. I haven't been to a um, QSA meeting before, I, so. I went last year. Mm-hmm. But and cutie pop just seemed more serious, but also like more connected. I oh think. yeah. I feel cause I feel like our group is so like, we're so close. We're so close. I just, I like, I like our little group, but yeah. Uh, where are you from, Lils? Uh, I'm from Portland, Oregon. Ooh, you're from, <laughs> you're from up there. <laughs> Ew, Portland. I'm from here. I'm from Orange, California. Uh, not born, but definitely raised for like a, a good majority of my life. Um, and yeah, uh, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, we both do Chapman Radio together yes. also. Mm-hmm. We have a show called The Moon. The Moon. The Moon. Um, um, and that 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 shows basically tackling topics, random ones, and yeah. we just have a good time talking Conspiracy about them. Theories. Conspiracy theories, love. Uh, we had like our last episode was tackling Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> and its <Of> pizza. <laughs> uh, um, what and else then, are we doing? Oh, we're actually plump. Planning queer prom right now. Yes, we are. Eighties, eighties, gaties. Gaties themed. Gaties themed. Super excited for that. Um, and our proceeds are going to go to a queer organization. I'm so happy county. for that. Like Holly. Um. Yeah, Holland. Yeah, Holland Hollis. did. A, Holl- whoops. Hollis. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hollis did like a really good job, like searching all of those like organizations. Yeah, there, was there was a lot. Um, um, and then also, you're in a sorority. I am in a sorority, so I do a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. And then for me, I'm not in a sorority, but I'm still pretty involved with extracurricular stuff. I do have an internship at Chalk, which is uh, the Children's Hospital of Orange County. Um, I am under the Secret Studios, the Ryan Secrets Foundation, where I basically uh, um, put on shows for um, the kids, TV and radio. Um, and it's not broadcasted out of the hospital, so that's kind of like our little own uh, world of... Uh, like wonders so it's great I like it <laughs> special thing for them mm-hmm. uh, I used to write for the Prowl and her campus too on campus oh yes so I know a lot what's going on in different areas but oh man I wish I'm not so involved with like school spirit at all <laughs> I'm just like class and go home <laughs> but yeah so it's it works okay yeah. so kind of what we're going to be doing in each episode We'll probably do a quick recap mm-hmm. of kind of the week's maybe news stories or if there's a new title we found out about and we think everyone needs to see or watch yes. or read, listen to, whatever. Um, and then 
each individual episode will then focus on like a specific form of media. I believe mm-hmm. next week we're going to do teen movies. Yes. So Ooh, I'm excited for that one. Relatable topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll also be tackling things like maybe science fiction storylines or musicals, mm-hmm. podcasts even, stuff like that. And then we're going to select probably two specific titles from that genre. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like I believe teen movies will probably do Love, Simon because mm-hmm. that's a very fairly relevant yeah. movie right now. And I a, a, a not relevant movie that I remember watching is Geography yeah. Club. <laughs> we all remember watching that. <laughs> I love that, but yeah. Um, and then with those titles, we're going to analyze like the time the characters are given. Mm-hmm. Also, the plots they have, uh, the character development mm-hmm. that is seen, how their queerness is portrayed. Yeah. Because that's a big thing that plays with stereotypes a yeah. lot. And how significant they are yes, within exactly. the cast of uh, They're a side people, character, yes. a main character. Mm-hmm. If their only storyline is that they're queer, it's like... Yeah, or how long <laughs> they're going to be during the whole like run of the show. So, yeah. If know. they're like there, but they're only... In, in episodes like one and two or something. Exactly. Oh, like, gosh. And then they leave for like ever. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, how convenient. I was on vacation for the entire time that this was filmed and came back for the season finale. Hey, guys, I have to go. We're moving. <laughs> exactly. But, I'm going oh, to gosh. college. Goodbye. Yes. <laughs> um, and then we're also going to talk about the presence of intersectionality, mm-hmm. which is kind of, that's my minor, so that's kind of I like that. To me. And that means like, um, um, basically the demographics. Um, so yeah, the inner, like inner actor, acting of different mm-hmm. like, if, factors. And, yeah, like privilege. And, mm-hmm. and race. Like, and Okay, that's awesome. Socioeconomic stuff. Yeah, that's everything, awesome. how it all fits in. And then at the end, we're obviously going to do the ultimate test of queer stereotypes. Yes. If they live till the end. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds so ominous. I know, but it's true. But the gays get killed off. It's fine. It's true. It's not fine, actually. It's not fine. You know, I'm nice. That's why we're critiquing it. Exactly. Welcome Um, to the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. We're obviously going to do a spoiler alert warning before that. Of course. But if you guys um, have not seen any of the shows that we are talking about or the movies or anything that we're talking about, go go ahead and like talk. You can pause the podcast. Pause the podcast, (laughs) catch up, and go ahead and, you know, watch it, listen to it, read it anything and then we we can you can have this discussion with us us too yeah Yeah. and uh, and then at the end we'll probably do an overall evaluation of like the title or specifically the character yes whether it was valuable to the lgbtq Mm -hmm. community or if it was detrimental we don't think people should exactly really support this like yeah i like i said there you know the way that um, people are being, or the way that certain things are being portrayed on the media, like can affect many things. Um, so we have to make sure that everything is accurate. Yeah. Everything is, um, you know, like you you explained. Um, we need to have input and opinions um, toward the creation of a certain character or storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I'm learning in my entertainment law class, like because that's super important. And like what you said, you need to make sure that that's there because. It's either um, a hit or miss, basically. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, as a communication studies major, we know that 
the media definitely shapes our attitude towards uh, the public. Propaganda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and how people are portrayed not only affects how they are seen by other people. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't have um, interaction with a lot of people from a different race, the only way you're going to learn about them is probably through the media. Oh, yeah. And so, but also it not only affects how other people see people, but also how you see yourself. Exactly. That's a oh, wow. big factor in queer representation. Yes, and any, like, representation, too, you know? Internalized. Yeah, especially yeah. coming from Cutie Pock, like, queer, trans people of color. Like, I feel like we're going to be talking a lot of those, and let's see how they're portrayed as well. Exactly. You know? um, and it's also important to be critical of the characters that we are given, even mm-hmm. if they are queer, mm-hmm. and we like the storylines. They're still some blanket traits that mm. are seen across exactly. all types of media. And we are going to be critiquing them. Yeah. So. And mm. then on the other hand, it's important to celebrate the yes. unique characters we're given, like the new storylines. Um, I'm glad that we're, we're able to do that, you know? Yeah. We're able to present, uh, you know, the LGBTQ community in our entertainment. So, yeah. yeah. So I guess we're going to get a little bit more personal, but how media has affected ourselves personally. Um, like when our first encounter was with a queer storyline. Yes. Mine was with Blue is the Warmest Color, which is a French oh, comic <laughs> and a movie, Ooh. which are very confusing because they have very different storylines, but uh, they have the same characters. Okay, okay. Um, but it was just important to me, I thought, because... It was the main character that was queer. Mm-hmm. Like at the beginning, she yeah. like is in kind of a relationship with a guy and she's not that pleased with the relationship. And then across the street she sees a girl with blue hair <laughs> <laughs> and she like her heart stops and I'm like, Oh, oh like blue's the warmest color. Yeah. Oh my god. It's so sweet like there there's problems with it I'm not gonna lie but I think the moment that got me was just seeing when she sees Emma who's the blue-haired girl across the street that was the moment I was like we need more storylines where it's just Mm -hmm. and that's when you realize like that's how that's how I feel sometimes too you know (laughs) yeah that's so funny that's so sweet and what was the dynamic like between them um, I, that was the part that was kind of problematic. Not oh, at first. Okay. Um, at first there was like a meet cute and everything. Okay. And then as the story progresses across a couple years mm-hmm. and they like grow apart and like, it's not that great. So I don't love the ending of the movie or the comic. The comic is just really sad and different from the movie. Why? <laughs> Why I'm not do you guys? That because that yeah. was bad. Why do like people make gay stories so sad? Yeah, exactly. Like I uh, wanted a happy. Like it was happy at first, and then it just went downhill. We love our pain. <laughs> okay, spoiler alert. Yes. Spoiler alert for um the comic. Like one of them doesn't survive. Mm. And in the movie, they're both living, but. It's still problematic. That's so sad. It's so sad. Oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> this is reminding me of all like the sad stories. I used to read Wattpad stories all the time. 
everyone just tuned out. I know. Well, I'm so sorry. Come back, come back. No, I just like re- read a bunch of them. They're like really good ones, you know, like who are really dedicated to their stories. And I would, yeah. you know, obviously I would be more involved into those ones because they have a lot of time and they invest so much of their um, work into it. They're, they're so passionate about it. And I've, I've definitely had stories where it's not the best ending and I cried. Like, I was yeah. like, this is not fair. And as a, as a little gay boy, I was just like, I, what is, and then, you know, it, it, it kind of set me up for sadness. That's the worst. <laughs> oh man. <sighs> but yeah, I totally, I totally get that, that pain where it's just like, it's not how it works out. And you know, in real life, and there, there's that possibility. So that's why it hurts yeah. so much, you know? And that makes me so, like, sad. But, you know, but there's also happy, happy yeah, stuff. Yeah, there is happy stuff. Like my show. <laughs> uh. Okay. <laughs> okay, so basically, um, so yours was a French uh, little thing. Mine yeah. is an American thing. And if you guys uh, know this show, it's called Ugly Betty. Which but, I didn't know yeah, this show. Literally so did if not you know guys, it. like, hear any shows that you don't know, like, yes. go ahead and tune in. Um, but basically I was on their interwebs and I was just strolling through YouTube and I fell across this video and basically, so if you guys don't know what Ugly Betty is, um, Ugly Betty is basically, basically this, um, girl who isn't like typically like, you know, like your beautiful person or at least portrayed as like your typically beautiful person. Yeah. It's called Ugly Betty. She has glasses. Her hair is really frizzy. Um, she has braces and she snorts like she's like <laughs> like you know she <laughs> Me too. yeah so people don't respect her as much mm-hmm. because she's not beautiful or yeah um but she is going into the fashion industry and people are like what like this ugly girl is like going into the fashion what what is this but she ends up being super successful throughout the whole way through I mean obviously there's like um trials and errors but like it's a good show and I recommend you guys to watch it. Um, but there is, is her younger brother (laughs) who is gay. (laughs) Um, yes. uh, The first video I saw of this, I, I, I never knew about Ugly Betty. I never watched it until I saw this like video online and it was, um, his name is Justin Suarez. Wait, I, I feel like a lot of like queer representation I watch because I see it online first. Yeah. Like I see the like queer scene and I'm like, Ooh. Like, I have to watch this show now. Exactly. Oh, my God. That's, that's just, the, like... That's exactly what it was. <laughs> um, but, no, no, you're fine. I, like... So, basically, it was um, Justin Suarez and uh, this guy. I'm not sure what his name is. I think... Oh, his name is Austin. Okay, there we go. Austin. And um, they're at... Like, they're doing a play together or something. And I think Justin has feelings for Austin. But, like... Okay, obviously... Justin's obviously gay, like, you can just tell in the fashion that he wears, and, like, his, like, his, um, his, like, uh, little, how do I explain, like, his little, his movements and stuff, and the way he talks, like, it's just, it's very, like, prominently gay, but he hasn't, he hasn't established that for, like, any, himself, or for anybody else, um, but during this play, like, he, uh, kind of has, like, this weird feeling with this guy named Austin, and Austin's, like, um, kind of just, like, being the, like, same way, and, like, Austin's this, like, white boy, by the way, he's, like, super, like, he, he's kind of straight, not gonna lie, he, he, he's, 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 like, a straight guy, um, that kind of, <laughs> literally, I don't think their sexuality really has to do with their exactly, but... no, but, like, it just, I'm just gonna tell you this, like, Lily knows, like, I'm into straight white guys, yes. and this kind of just set me up for it, I guess, <laughs> um, but, 
in this play, Austin has to kiss a girl. Um, and then Justin's like, kind of like, what? I don't like this. So then um, Justin's like, I can kiss her better. And then, oh. I know. And then Austin's like, really? And it's like, yeah, like, yeah, really. And after that, he's like, okay, show me. And it's like, <laughs> and they And they kiss. And wow. like I'm just I, romance, and I'm like, oh my god, that's the first time I've seen like this happen. Yeah, and that kind of just I'm like that made me so like warm and happy inside. And the music was so great when they kissed. It was like, ooh, you make me feel so good. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, ooh. And then like it it turned all dreamscapey and warm and like slow motion. And then I was so like, happy. I'm like, after. yeah. And then they basically like. He has enough courage after kissing this guy to be like, hey, I'm gay, guys, by the way. And everyone's all like, we knew. <laughs> and then um, they then like I think one of the people were getting married and Justin brought Austin to like the like the party. Mm-hmm. And then they were slow dancing together. And I'm just like, this is like the cutest thing. And my little gay heart is not ready for this. And. I'm still not ready for this, but, you know, as a young kid, I'm just like, what is, what is this? So, yeah, that's my, that's the first encounter I actually remember, actually. So, I guess we should just finish this pilot episode of kind of what our favorite queer storylines are. Ooh. So, mine is definitely just anything revolving around Magnus Bain, who is mm-hmm. in The Mortal Instruments, and also... Shadowhunters, which is a show on Freeform, or, yeah, Freeform. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, like, with Blue is the Warmest Color being my first, like, queer storyline and not having a great relationship, mm-hmm. like, healthy relationship, Magnus, like, him and Alexander Lightwood, they have this great, like, they're both in high power, and they're both super cool and it's a biracial relationship like one is Indonesian and one is white and then also one's a warlock and one's like a shadow hunter which are like, <laughs> like Romeo and Juliet they're not supposed kind, to be together kind, kind of, of yes yeah. like the shadow hunters are not approving of the warlock yeah exactly um but it was just the first healthy relationship like yes they fought mm-hmm. but they were also always there for each other which yeah. isn't doesn't happen a lot I feel in queer storylines. Like, mm-hmm. once they fight, they're gone. Like, That's so true, though. You know, they always want to break up the yeah, couple. Yeah, exactly. But I'm glad that's being represented, you know? Yeah, that's... Uh, the episode is... Tonight is going to break me. Cause, like, oh, my gosh. It's, it's all Magnus weird tonight, so it's I fine. I love it. <laughs> it's fine. But, yeah, he's... Just anything revolving around him. Like, his... He has this attitude that he's the all-powerful, free-wailing, bisexual warlock, and he, mm-hmm. like, wears that proudly. <laughs> His He has a cat named Chairman Meow, and it's just, ah, uh, I love him. I love it. Yeah. I know, you always gush, and I'm like, I always look at the pictures, and I'm just like, this is the cutest thing ever. I love it. I love Magnus. Oh, man. Okay, for my favorite, I know, I'm okay. like watching this gif, it makes me so happy. I have, sorry, guys, I have a, like a, the thing pulled up right now, but, um... My favorite queer storyline, it has to be Jonner from The Fosters, which um, are Jude Adams, Foster, and Connor Stevens. Um, And they started out as best friends, and then they became romantically 
inclined. So <laughs> exactly, but then now they broke up. So I'm I'm sad. But see, it was after like one fight, wasn't it? Or no, two. it wasn't actually. What made this? This is that's this is why it's like my favorite. Or did like, they get torn apart? They at first it it was really rough, and then okay. um, I think it was like three four times okay, okay. of like that's just better. bumpy roads and stuff, but. Like, they started out young, and, like, obviously, Jude is not, like, your typical gay kid. He's just kind of nerdy, and, you know, and then, again, the whole, like... That's the stereotype. Yeah. And there's, okay, there's always, like, this trope that I find myself seeing. It's, like, there's always the the more submissive person and the more, like, dominant person. Oh, yes. Yeah. And, like, so Jude is, like, the straight guy, like I said. You know, he plays football, blah, blah, blah. You could also see this in Glee. Oh, yes. You know, Curtis and um, um, Blaine, I think. Yes. Yeah. So, like, super gay guy, or at least, like, feminine, and then, like, more manlier guy. Which, I mean, I feel like... It's a huge trope. Yeah, it's a huge trope. But at least for this one, like, it's... They're kind of watered down, you know? And they're younger, so it, it, it it made sense to me. Um, as to why they were portrayed like this, because yeah. you know their feelings are still, they're still. That's why I like the show; it's so true, and it's like, you know, they. The, the Fosters mm-hmm. has a lot of, I feel, like significant representation. Like oh, the moms, the moms are like. Yeah. My favorite relationship from the Fosters was Callie and Adam yeah. or Aaron. Aaron, sorry, yeah, Adam. they were uh, so cute together. Yeah, and like, him being trans wasn't a. It was a huge milestone, I guess for him in the whole fosters but not for each other when they got together exactly and that was that was so important yeah but and then yeah so with connor and jude their storyline was pretty cute started up in i think middle school and then going into high school and they broke up i forgot for what reasons but yeah it it, was the dad it was the dad the the dad oh yes oh my gosh the dad was like very homophobic um but I mean, they ended up being together anyways, and it was, like, the cutest love story. And I think basically what broke it off was Connor had to move. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I remember. Connor had to move, and I think the dad kind of, like, was trying to get, like, you know, like, comfortable with his son being gay because he he talked to, like, the moms. Mm. You know, he was like, like, what do I do, like, blah, 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 and the mom's like, you know, it just happens. You can't control like that. So I think that's how Connor and Jude were able to stay together. But throughout the, like, the way, the reasons why they were, like, in and out a lot was because they were kind of struggling with, like, how, like, how hard it was being together. Also, I don't remember, like, I watched all of the Fosters, and I mm-hmm. don't remember Jude being on a lot of episodes. Yeah. Not, yeah, he wasn't on a lot of episodes, but... I feel like I I solely because I know on YouTube they're like they cut out you know so <laughs> oh, I yes. I solely followed their storyline and that's why I was like so attracted to it too. I, so that's I guess that's another reason why I liked Magnus is because mm-hmm. even though he was a side character for the first series, yeah, like the author realized that this was a big deal to mm-hmm. have him like this powerful in the storyline in this relationship. Um, 
And so she actually created another series solely called The Bane Chronicles, like oh. just devoted to him. And then she has another book coming out April 9th. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just about like Magnus and Alec. Yeah. And I just uh. think that's so important to me. Like the Jude storylines, yeah. I always appreciated, but also there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of mm-hmm. time. There wasn't a lot of time until later when he was older. Exactly. But yeah. Which, I mean, again, I think it makes sense because, you know, you're only allowed to have so much dream time as a kid, too. Yeah, yeah. So, but, I mean, I just But there wish... was, like, whole... There was, like, three episodes I could remember where he just wasn't there. Exactly. So, I, I just wish... I'm glad that he was... Everyone knows Jude, at least. So, yeah. like, I'm glad that he was a prominent character, but not, like, a main character. Yeah. So, yeah. That's... But I, like... I love their storyline. It's everything that yeah. I kind of gone through in terms of discovering my own sexuality and dealing with guys so yeah so that was kind of our pilot intro episode to the roles we are given mm-hmm. so next week's episode we're gonna start teen critiquing movies. we're gonna do teen movies so obviously love simon is probably the biggest because i it the box office was really good yeah everybody loved even like I, like, just straight people going to watch it. Exactly. I've heard so many from, like, my straight friends who are just like, I want to see um, Love, Simon, and I loved it, and I'm just like, amazing. And it's so important that we, like, got to a point, it's awesome, yeah. where it can be in big theaters. And yeah. The marketing was great for it, too, yeah. you know? It wasn't, like, in your face at all. No. The yeah. commercials The commercials were so funny. Yeah. I loved it. So I so. feel like that that really... I, I, I feel like marketing helps with a lot of, like why things are you know being watched yeah. too so i mean Definitely. yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about geography club so oh yes that's mine so that's... stay tuned if you guys are listening to that uh go ahead and watch both movies yeah and then we'll we'll talk about geography it. club <laughs> i feel like is a rite of passage oh yeah <laughs> um so thanks for listening thanks, and Scott. tune in next week tune in next week to the rules we are given bye